Welcome to News Fix, where we spend hours going through the news so you don't have to. President Zelensky describes what happened in Bucha as genocide, with Biden saying Putin should be tried for war crimes. Meanwhile, the Taliban bans opium in Afghanistan, San Marino becomes the first in the world to have a gay head of state, and Britney Spears is writing a memoir. It's Tuesday, April 5th. Here's your News Fix. President Zelensky is expected to address the UN Security Council today, where he will likely call for new sanctions on Russia over what he described as war crimes and genocide in Bucha. In terms of a Russian response to those claims, their authorities say without evidence that videos have been faked and staged by Ukraine. In terms of civilian casualties, according to RT News, Ukrainian authorities have said as many as 20,000 people have now been killed in the country since the invasion began on February 24th. BBC News, citing President Zelensky, said more than 300 people were understood to have been killed in Bucha. In terms of Western reaction, President Biden said Putin should be tried for war crimes, adding he believes Putin is a war criminal and brutal. In today's newsletter, we've shown two images of President Zelensky. The first was taken on February 23rd, the day before the Russian invasion began, and the second is after visiting Bucha. It's a side-by-side -side comparison that has been widely shared online, and honestly, it speaks for itself and really gets to the heart of the human toll of this war. In Monday's other main lines, June Brown, the actor who played the role of the beloved Dot Cotton on EastEnders for more than three decades, died at the age of 95. Elon Musk has bought a 9.2% passive stake in Twitter, worth almost $3 billion, and making him one of the company's largest shareholders. As many media outlets noted, a passive stake means he may be involved in some high-level decisions, but not in the day-to-day -day running of the company. In terms of what's happening today, the European Court of Justice is later expected to give its judgment on a case brought by one of Ireland's most notorious convicted murderers, Graham Dwyer. Remember that for anyone unfamiliar with this case, in 2015, Dwyer, an architect married with children and living in Dublin, was convicted of the murder of Elaine O'Hara in 2012. At the time, it was thought O'Hara had taken her own life in the years prior, after her car was found near a graveyard. It was a case that gripped the country, largely because of how the police detective work cracked the case. In terms of what's happening now, a massive amount of the evidence against Dwyer came from mobile phone data police accessed. Dwyer took a case, arguing the retention of his phone data breached EU law. The High Court found there was indeed a breach, and based on reports we have read this morning, Europe's top court is expected to do the same. What could this mean? Well, Ireland's Court of Appeal will ultimately decide if such a ruling would have an impact on Dwyer's conviction. It's something we'll keep a very close eye on and let you know of any significant updates. Now in societal shifts, last week we reported the UK government's double U-turn on conversion therapy, something they pledged to ban back in 2018. Conversion therapy is a practice used in many cases by religious organizations to suppress a person's sexual orientation or gender identity. ITV News last week revealed the government were planning to scrap the expected ban. Within hours of that news emerging, the government said they were actually going to go ahead with the ban, but excluding trans conversion therapy from the legislation. In terms of the latest development on all of this, this summer a three-day Safe To Be Me LGBTQ conference was due to be held in the UK. According to BBC News, more than 100 organisations have now pulled out of attending in protest over the government's exclusion of trans people in the conversion therapy ban. Some reports suggest the conference may now be scrapped entirely. 
Jamie Wallace, the UK's first trans MP, said they were bitterly disappointed by the government's decision. Now, the world's oldest republic, San Marino, has just appointed a gay man as its head of state, the first in the world to do so. As The Guardian noted, there have been a few openly gay heads of government in recent years, including former Irish Taoiseach Leo Varadkar, but this is the first gay head of state. It's worth noting that for context on just how significant this is, up until 2004, homosexuality was punishable by jail time in San Marino. For anyone wondering where exactly San Marino actually is, it is a tiny state surrounded by Italy and with a population of roughly 35,000 people. In 2021, CNN described it alongside Monaco as two of the world's wealthiest countries. Now in another societal shift, in Afghanistan, the Taliban has introduced a ban on harvesting poppies for opium, saying those who defy the ban will be sent to jail. Did you know that Afghanistan is the world's largest producer of opium and heroin? The Times said the country produces more opium than all other countries combined. During the group's first period in power from 1996 until 2001, they banned it in part for international recognition, but later did a U-turn and ultimately relied on the revenue it generated. For anyone who wants to know more about this fascinating topic, we've linked to our recent piece in today's newsletter. And lastly, Britney Spears has confirmed she is in the process of writing a memoir. According to BBC News, Spears said she will address life events she has never been able to express openly. It's worth noting here that back in February, Page Six reported Spears, who was freed from her controversial conservatorship in November, had signed a deal with publishers Simon & Schuster for a reported $15 million. There's been no indication given at this point of when the memoir might be released, but we'll keep a close eye. That's today's fix. Have a great day.